Welcome into the Grind Sports Podcast, where we take an in-depth look at what it takes to be successful. We started this show off January 1, 2020, and it's been an amazing nine weeks. But we're wrapping up our first season, as well as our Salute to Resolution series this week. Now, this is just the beginning, so hit the like and the subscribe button, and don't forget to follow our social media pages. You can find us on Twitter at TGS underscore podcast, or you can find us on Instagram at TGS underscore network. If you know anyone, or if you have anybody that you admire, or know of any amazing people you would like me to interview in the coming seasons, please let me know, comment below with their names, or their Instagrams, or their Twitters, or however, or you can just DM me on Twitter or Instagram. No problem, problem solved, right? I can't wait for what we're about to do. So whether you're a manager of a retail store or you're a trainer of elite athletes, there is a daily grind that takes place in order to make your dreams happen. And in this episode, I talk with Emmanuel Ayala. He is a manager of operations for Dick Sporting Goods as well as a trainer of elite athletes. Let me tell you, I've known Eman a long time, but this conversation was possibly the best conversation I've had with him, and it came at just the right time. I really hope you enjoy. Talking about resolutions right off the bat, I've got to ask you. Uh, we usually ask this question at the end of the podcast, but I'm going to ask you now. What are your goals or resolutions for 2020? It's, it's a loaded question because I, I have so many ideas floating around in my head. Um, I started the year a month ago, it seems like longer, trying to think of just what I wanted to accomplish and some of the work that I've done and some of the connections I've made just within this past month, I've kind of started to develop those. You know, So my New Year's resolution is maybe a little late, but better than late than never. Um, what I, what I want to come... What, what I want to see is, is have, is have my gym um, that I've always you know, wanted to start is have that actually pick up momentum. So uh, one of the, the connections that I've made at a, at a gym that I, I currently train at, the owner of the gym approached me and, and asked what I wanted to do when we, we got to talking. And it turns out that he was willing to allow me to use his facility to kind of get started. And so what I want to see come end of 2020 is have a, a more consistent client base at that location that I can slowly start to build, build that brand. That's awesome too. The networking is, is a huge part of it. You say you, you know, you train at this gym already. Um, what are some of the things that have gotten you connected, I guess, in that um, realm, especially when you have an owner of a gym coming to meet you, is this somebody that you got to know, or is this somebody that you knew before you started training there or? No. So I, it's a, so it's a jujitsu gym and I, I had kind of been interested in, in learning in that and in, in training that. And one day I, I just decided to Google, I literally Googled jujitsu gym near me. <laughs> and I just thought, you know what? Uh, I had the day off from work. It was a Thursday, but you know what? Let me, let me just go check it out. You know, I got to take action, you know, to, to have this happen to start. So I went and, you know, he's the owner. He's the, also the head trainer. And just through the time signing up there, um, training there day in, day out, just kind of got to know him. And, you know, real great guy who's just 
always, always willing to give advice and, and to help. So it's, it's been really cool, not only to, to, to train there and, and to network with him, but to talk to all of the other people who, who train there, who kind of have a very similar mentality. They're, they're very, we're all very like-minded people there. Now, talk about uh, the, the like-mindedness of that, because I think it's important. There's so many different uh, realms where, you know, who you're around, uh, your closest friends, you, you start to subtly become a lot like them. Uh, and that's scientifically proven in, in the fact that we, we imitate, we often imitate. Uh, so talk to me about some of the like-mindedness that, that really inspires you throughout that system or that process of training. So I, th- I think the thing with jujitsu is it's not an easy, you go in, you learn it, you know it all, now you're good right? There's, there's so many nuanced moves, uh, variations of anything you could do, and it's always changing. And so the people that, that typically enjoy it, or that get what we call, we get the, the jujitsu bug, are, are people that are able to stick it out. They, they, their thought process is more long-term as opposed to thinking or, or wanting a short-term payoff. Um, and at the same time, it's a, it's a lot of work, right? It's, it's an hour of, of hard physical training. And so people that, that tend to, to like it also have that, that crazy work ethic. Um, they, you know, some of the guys that I train with there, they're, they're just nonstop. You know, I talk to, talking to them about their work day, you know, they're up early in the morning, working crazy hours. They come here just or go, go to the gym and they're just ready to, to keep working. Well, that's a, that's a good, a good segue because I, I, I know you, you're, you're a person who likes to go, you're on the go, you're go, go, go. And one of the things that you inspire me so much is, is over the course of the last few years in our friendship is on days when I don't feel like going, I'll get a random text from you or a random message from you, or I'll see a random post or something and and it it's almost as if you you know kick me in the butt and say it's it's go time. Uh, what is your typical week look like? Walk us through, you know, when you're getting up, what you're eating, you know, how you're living your life. Because I think there are a lot of people out there that are go go go, um, and sometimes you can get lost when you're not moving in a specific direction. You can try, kind of just trail off into an area of uh, unknown or, or an area you didn't desire to go to in the first place because you didn't quite have that direction. So talk to me about your typical week. Yeah, man, it, it's crazy that you say that, um, that people t- that you can just trail off because that's exactly what happened to me um, just, just a few months ago. So my, my typical, and I'll, I'll, I'll dive into that a little deeper. Um, but my typical work, Work week is my schedule at, at work at, at the store. It varies. I'm working, I'm scheduled five days a week, 10 hour shifts. Typically, it'll be get, get to the store at seven, leave that at five. And so I'm typically up 4 a.m., um, out the door, hitting the gym uh, by, by 4 30. Come back from the gym, get ready, leave for work, do my thing at work. 10 hours, 
five o'clock, leave work, go train for, for about an hour, hour and a half, depending, come back home, do what I got to do if it's working towards getting this gym started, or if it's, you know, making dinner or spending, spending time with my wife, go to bed, do it all over again. <laughs> um, but the, the, the crazy thing is that, that you just mentioned about kind of losing track is, you know, I could, I could have this, this, this drive to just do more, do more, do more. And that happened to me just a few months ago where I was just looking to do more, do more, do more, but without a, a direction, without a purpose. And what ended up happening is even though I was so busy and doing everything I could get my hands on, I wasn't accomplishing anything. And so my focus always, and what, what, I, what I have to remind myself every day and every week is to be, to be disciplined and to be focused. So when I wake up in the morning, I know I'm waking up for a purpose to go to the gym, to remind myself, you know, this is to benefit, you know, your health and set your day up for success. And when I go to work, I have to, to remind myself, this is the reason you're going to work right now. This is what you have to accomplish. This is why you need to accomplish that. And then making sure I follow through. Because if not, I just end up busy with nothing to show for it at the end of the day. Uh, E-Man, that's, that's incredible. You know, thank you for sharing, especially with the aspects of, uh, you know, trailing off and, and then coming back. And, and I didn't even know that about you uh, when I first asked that question. I just know that in my life, I've done the same thing. Now, I can remember in my life uh, where there was a specific moment that kind of clicked. And, and that's when I really, you talked about the purpose, you know, you wake up with a purpose. Uh, there was something that happened in my life that, that clicked. What was that moment in your life a couple months ago where you said, mm, you know what, I'm kind of off track. I'm kind of off base and I do a lot, but this isn't without purpose. Uh, and so you started making that personal change. What happened? So throughout my progression at Dick Sporting Goods, it has always been with the intention to lead other people, to not only get the job done, but to make sure that everyone around me, my team, uh, are enjoying themselves and, and are, are, are energized and encouraged to come to work. And about, I think it was two months ago now, I, I kind of, I had a confrontation or, or, or a realization where I look back on the previous, previous month, two months, and realized that my, my, my entire purpose for wanting to lead others was, was failing. You know, so I realized that this work environment, as a leader in this work environment, I hadn't been doing that. You know, creating a great place for other people to come, for other people to want to work regardless of what the task at hand is. Not only that, but certain areas, just the job not getting done. And I just kind of stopped and I thought, that's not what I want to represent at all. And it, it wasn't an overnight switch where, you know, one night I realized this and the next morning I was ready to go firing back on all cylinders. Um, that That's not how it works for me, at least. It was a... It was a decision to become consistent where I realized I needed to, to just start to make these small changes 
um, in everyday life to get back to where I need to be to, to, to maintain the discipline that I needed. So I needed to make sure that I was getting up at 4 a.m. regardless, not pushing it to 4.30 um, to make sure that my diet, what, I was, what I'm eating is 100% on my plan. Not because me eating the right food is all of a sudden going to make my team have a great day at work, but being disciplined in those small things would then allow me to be disciplined in the bigger things and more consistently over time. I like that. I always say that the small things are just the big things. They're just not fully grown yet. And when you focus on the small things, uh, they tend to grow into those bigger and bigger opportunities. Uh, and it's important. And so that's cool. I, I mean, not everybody goes through, you know, that aha moment and, and immediately change. I know for me, it wasn't a overnight thing, but it was a, uh, a, a mindset change that took place. Uh, and that's an important thing. So if you're in a resolution, as we, we look at the salute to resolutions, and for those who maybe they're like you, maybe they didn't have the resolution right off at the beginning and, and there's, they were looking, you know, a couple weeks in before they actually decided that this is the resolution that they wanted, or they didn't really know how to, you know, word it or what they were thinking. But if you're looking at a resolution, you have to look at the, the mindset behind your desire to change or your desire to set a goal is, is this a mindset that's going to carry you through or is your mind going to trail off and find yourself where you did a lot of different things, but you didn't really accomplish anything. Uh, you know, and you were really busy, but you didn't really do anything or have anything to show for it. Kind of like you said before, um, those are some common struggles. I feel like we all face, uh, and being able to recognize that and then carry it through and, and have that mentality of, you know, if it's, I'm going to get up early, it's, I'm going to get up early. If it's, I'm not going to eat ice cream and cake, you know, I'm, I'm not going to eat ice cream and cake. You have to make those decisions. Now those are common struggles, but what are some of the other common struggles that you've faced, uh, whether in the past or, or in areas of your life that will maybe help you trail off faster? You know, maybe it's, you know, spending too much time at work, or maybe it's, uh, not spending enough time, uh, you know, focused or training. What are some of the other struggles that you've uh, had to face, and how have you strengthened yourself to to get over them uh, and prepare yourself for when they come back in the future? You know, you hit it right on the nail. It is it is being too much or spending too much time on any any certain thing. So sometimes um, it is for me. It's spending too much time at work and not spending enough time uh, training. Sometimes it has been too much time training and not enough time relaxing at home and, and spending quality time with my family. Or other times it has been, you know, that last, that last piece, spending too much time at home with family and not enough time at work focused on my job. I, uh, like, it, like you already mentioned, I tend to, I tend to go, go, go but I tend to try to focus on one thing at a time and that can become a problem. If I'm solely focused on work, all of a sudden my family life 
sacrifice. It, you know, it's taking hits. And going back to what I said earlier was I need to make sure that I, I maintain the discipline of keeping my, my balance in check. You know, does, does that make sense? So when, as opposed to solely focusing on, on trying to excel at work, excel at work, excel at work, that's going to have, that's going to allow my family life that will take a hit. And then therefore everything will fall out of whack. Now I can't focus on work because everything else is out of whack. So it's, it's having the discipline to maintain the healthy balance. So how do you, how do you do that? I mean, I, I, I'm not even going to try to say that I've found that balance because I haven't. Um, but, but what is, what are the things that help you? you know, find a little bit more balance, uh, you know, learn a little bit more um, things that, you know, can help me, things that can help anybody else who is listening in who maybe like me, who, you know, I'm up, I'm down, I'm left, I'm right. Sometimes I'm backwards. I don't know. Uh, but, but what are some of those things? Yeah. And I, I definitely cannot pretend to have found that balance at all. Um, one of the things I've learned is, it's all about reading the small things. So, you know, if I, if, if I get home and, and my, my wife maybe makes a comment, you know, okay, let me, let me think through that. Maybe what, what did I do? Um, did I spend too, too much time at work and just always, or, or, or vice versa and just always reassessing and reevaluating. I definitely don't have the answer to that because it's, it's something that I constantly struggle with um, and, and struggle with finding. But what I've found helps or in the times where I feel like I'm succeeding or doing better is are, are those times that I'm always thinking back um, on the day, reassessing, reevaluating, um, almost like analyzing every, every decision or every event throughout the day. When you're dealing with some of these things and you're trying to find the balance, um, what are some of the practical things that might help, whether it's uh, you talked about your sleeping patterns. Uh, how has your sleeping patterns changed? And, and, and what are some of the other areas of your life that have uh, maybe helped you find a little bit more balance that you didn't realize or that you all of a sudden saw the benefits from? Because I think like with me, I never realized how much uh, sugar intake I had until I started cutting out sugar. And then all of a sudden, I mean, it was the light bulb, like boom, within the first three, four days of cutting out a lot of sugar, I, my energy was up. I was sleeping better. I was, I was crazy energized, uh, you know, and able to do so much. So what are some of those other things that are on the practicality side uh, that help with balance? Making sure I exercise, work out every day that, that just helps get the blood flowing and making sure like I said, uh, with balance on the flip side is I also spend time every day stopping, taking a step breath or a step back and just breathing. Uh, between those two things, being active and being still, they both help, help clear the head in a sense that I can then reassess and make sure my priorities and my balances are still in check. I like that a lot. Being active. So whether you're you know, going for a walk or a run, or, you know, maybe it's a, you know, early morning thing, or maybe it's a late night thing. Or I, I remember one of my uh, mentors used to take a walk at lunch during his lunch break. Uh, and it, it was honestly, it was just like you said, it was a chance to be active and to clear his head. So I love that. I love that a lot. 
And that, that's exactly what I, what I found is when I wake up in the morning to make sure I, I can get going for the rest of the day, go to the gym right away, be active, get the blood flowing. But then in the middle of the day to make sure that I can take a step back and, and make sure that my focus is still there on my lunch break, I make it a point to leave the building, sit in a, a quiet, relaxing place and, and just read or, or just breathe. To, to, to make sure that my mind isn't just going on hyperdrive for no reason, going back to, you know, making sure I'm not being busy, but not getting anything done and actually accomplishing the things that I set out to do that day. All right, Iman, what are some of the, you know, that everybody is pursuing something and it's 2020, like time flies, man. It feels like just yesterday you and I were hanging out. Uh, you know, talking about our dreams, talking about what we wanted to pursue, talking about our goals, um, leadership things and, and conversations. But what are some of the the tips and, and tricks and advice that you can give about pursuing uh, resolutions or goals that you've learned over the last few years? And uh, what are some of the things that maybe the audience can glean from you? Yeah, so one of the things I've, I've learned is is you have to figure out what what is worth it to you so you have to figure out what you want why you want it make the plan to get there and then every step along that plan figure out what accomplishing that small step or or, or taking that small step will get you what's what's the return on investment to get you closer to that goal um what, one of the things that that i that i've heard over the past year and i, I thought this was really cool it was it's something that Jordan Peterson, uh, Dr. Jordan Peterson talks about a lot is question to ask yourself is what will result if I don't do this? Mm. No. So you, so you, so you set a goal, but then you ask yourself, what will it take to get there? You create that plan, but what's going to happen if I don't. And that personally has really helped motivate myself. You know, what's going to happen if I don't make this plan to to open up my gym in a year okay yes maybe it's terrifying maybe maybe it i i have to do some a few things that i'm not comfortable doing you know um put my name out there making cold calls something out of my comfort zone but what's going to happen if i don't do that is i'm not going to get my gym is i'm not going to be able to develop these athletes that i want to to give them the opportunity to play at an elite level that I know I can help them with, you know, is it, is it, is it awkward at first, maybe making cold calls, getting my name out there? Yes. But the return on investment is so great that I have to make sure. And I, uh, again, back to discipline, back to, to being disciplined, I have to be disciplined enough to, to then decide to, to take that step to, to go, to, to do, to carry out that plan that I laid out. I like that a lot. Uh, I like that mentality too. Uh, and that question's great. It's so great. Uh, you know, uh, what happens if you don't do this? And I feel like that's a question that I don't hear asked a lot is, you know, you always hear, you know, YOLO, you only live once, like, like, <laughs> let's go try it. You know, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And but you always hear that too. in, in like, uh, when you're asking for something, you, you, what's the worst that can happen? They say no. And then you're in the same spot you are before. Well, this is different because this is about you. So what's the worst that's going to happen 
if you don't pursue this. And, and I feel like right. some, sometimes like if you put it in an example of, of whether it's, you know, losing weight, what's going to happen if you don't lose weight? Well, you could get a lot of really bad health issues over time if you let it go. You know, you see it with diabetes and different things like that, that when you gain that weight, that there's a, there's an actual cause for, for, you know, a, a fear and, and worry if you don't do that. If it's something along the lines of, if I don't organize my business, what's the worst that could happen? You could lose your business. You know, if, if it's something you already have, you can lose it. And so that's where I think it's important to look at your pursuit and say, okay, you know what? What's the worst that could happen if I don't do this? And you, you start valuing that time and I think that's one of the things that's important and, and it's something that you and I have talked about before is, is time passes so quickly and what you pour your time into is what your future is going to most look like. And if you don't take those into consideration, if you don't take those questions and those pursuits and you don't count the cost, if you don't look at what you actually want, I think there are a lot of people who are out there who want a lot of different things, but they don't know what they really are are willing to sacrifice for. Uh, and, and so that's where I, I think in my advice to to everybody and to the audience and to you, you know, as we wrap up the the salute to resolutions week is you you've got to count the cost. Now I was just thinking about this earlier. Somebody said, oh, just take a leap of faith and and hope that you land on two feet. I'm like <laughs> Okay, I, I want to take a leap of faith, but I would rather not break my legs in the process because I had no wisdom or wherewithal to actually look over the edge and see how far down this is, you know, to see what the cost is and, and to see how this is. It's important to be able to go take a leap of faith, but if you find yourself broken in the process, you might actually be the cause saying, well, you jumped with no information, with no planning, and with no direction. And, and now you're in this position. And, and maybe somebody's in a position like that. And it's, you know, almost March in 2020. And they jumped in January 1. And they did, you know, a crazy workout for the first three weeks. And then they tore a ligament or they tore a muscle. And then everything else just went to a standstill. Or maybe they were getting up early in the morning and then life got crazy and they stopped. That doesn't mean you're out of it. Doesn't mean you can't heal and refocus and reconsider what you want to do. And that doesn't make your resolution less, uh, you know, valuable because it's still early in the year, man. Like we can still do this. So I, I, I know I rambled. I'll probably edit half of that out. Because but, but, but something you said was, was, it struck me. Because as much as I'm an advocate for taking a leap of faith, you know, for taking that jump, we also have a sense of responsibility that we still have to do our part, um, whether that's our, 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 our part in preparation, whether that's our part in, in, in taking the step once those plans have been made, we still have to do our part and not just throw everything up in the wind by saying, YOLO, <laughs> might as well go for it. You know, um, 
And, and to, to kind of tie it back to that initial question, that again, I, I can't take credit for that question. Um, like I said, I heard it through Jordan Peterson, but, but one of the, it, it's, it's helped formulate my mindset so much is that, is that once you answer that question, what will result if I don't do this? You can then ask the next question, which is, okay, what will result if I do? And so essentially you've created the, the, these two these two scenarios or these two potential realities where one is is so negative i didn't do this therefore to use your example now i'm gaining weight now i have i'm pre-diabetic i have all these medical bills versus i'm losing weight i'm active i can think clearer um i'm more confident i have you know a, a better quality of life and 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 this is the, this is the, the process that I go through in pursuing goals is that now I can compare these two realities. And at that point, it becomes a no brainer, regardless of how uncomfortable it might be to take those steps towards what I want to do. I just have to remind myself, here's your two realities. And I'm right back in the game. Email, we talked about a lot of stuff in this episode, and it's the series finale of Salute to Resolutions. And I think it's important because we've gone through some things. We talked with uh, Moses Allwood at the beginning about powerlifting and, and about goals and about getting in the gym and, and, and maybe not just in the gym, but how you process your days off. So if you're passionate and, and then you're, you're taking your days off. We also talked with Colin Schwager about writing and, and about the process of, of completing a book and then publishing that book and kind of the process of what it takes to to write and sometimes it's it's about putting in a little bit of extra time after work and then you know your information and, and what you're sharing it's been uh, a fantastic close a bookend if you would to to this series because we're talking about how you not only begin but also how you end and complete your process and with you i feel like you have a lot of uh, managerial and operations uh, mindset, uh, being a manager with the Dick Sporting Goods Company, and the way that you see things uh, is a little bit different. Uh, what inspires you to develop the athletes that you train, or to develop the employees that you have? What what really inspires you? I love seeing people win um and obviously i love winning myself but i i love seeing the process let's take uh let's take an athlete learning a new skill i love seeing the process of of this athlete jumping in not really sure what he's doing yet you know still learning these skills developing kind of the light bulb go off in his head when all of a sudden it makes sense and then the joy that they have when they've mastered that skill they're, they're, there's nothing better than, than seeing that and that that same thing um can be said for you know training a new employee that i hired at work you know seeing them go from from nothing knowing nothing to to now becoming a master in whatever it is they, they 
whatever skill they chose to take up is that process. It, it, it just inspires me to, to pursue it myself and it inspires me to help others find it.